Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Figure Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, flying solo today in empty studio. It's raining outside. It's perfect kind of weather to sit back and listen to yours truly, enlighten you in things that have caught my eye and my take on some of the nerddom that's gone on and what I've been up to because I have traveled far and wide across this country to bring you news. Well, no, no, it's just Nebraska. Yeah, I guess that's that's not really far and wide. Sorry. <laughs> we are sponsored by Susie Q's, who has just moved into the studio. She actually has her own office. She is down the hall, and she is, is making room, and she's up to her, her normal antics and the secret quote-unquote project, which is I'm so eager to talk about when we finally get the, the uh, go-ahead on that. But in the meantime... I'm here to entertain and delight you with stories of nerddom from all over. First of all, like first off, so last week, um, if you missed it, we had uh, longtime listeners, first-time guests in the podcast. You may want to check that out later this week as we will be posting up the video on our Facebook page the, to, to show you what goes on behind the scenes because not all of it's just, you know, audio. There are some visual things that you can take away from, especially me uh, dancing as if I was Winnie the Poohing it. It's, it's very enlightening, and it warms your heart. I promise. Also, from last week, the premiere of Halo, which was on Paramount Plus, and I'm I'm of two minds right now on it, and I don't want to rush judgments because that's not what I'm going to do because that's how I end up having to retract statements like I did with Peacemaker. Me apologizing and just admitting that that show actually was good, and it wasn't the the steaming pile of rubbish I thought it was going to be. So... With that in mind, my initial reaction to Halo was interesting. I liked, and no spoilers, um, I promise, no real reveals, but the opening sequence, they got the look right. Let's just get that, let's just get that out of the way right away, straight off. They got the look right, and the feel and the sounds are definitely there but i would expect that at this point if you fell short of the key elements of the style the the weapons they even got the noises which is very cool cuz you know they're in, they're in the middle of a firefight and you can hear the the trademark sound of your shield reenergizing which to anyone who's played the game knows exactly what that sounds like after being, you know, crouched down, hiding from someone trying to pick you off with their sniper rifle, Titus. And it has some very interesting elements, and the story that we're developing is um, is a very interesting one. I don't know, I don't know how it's going to unfold. Only the first episode, so. There is room to progress. I, I, I eh. like I said, I'm of two minds. There are a lot of things in here that I like going on. There's a lot that I'm convinced 
has some very strong motivation, some some legs. It's going to travel, without a doubt. And the characters are what you expect, and it's nice to see other Spartans running around instead of just Master Chief. I've always enjoyed watching Reach. In fact, that's still my favorite Halo game, just because of <laughs> it does end on a rather bleak note, yes, but the characters and the interactions and everything, like I said, it gives you a, a much wider perspective on the Spartans. It's fun, it's worth the play, and at the end of it, you I don't know if you feel satisfied, but you definitely have some feels at the end of it. That's kind of how I felt at the end of the first episode. There's a lot going on. There's obviously the political undertones that we're getting from colonists and everything that's going on. Uh, are the Spartans real? Is it, you know, some some conspiracy theory, which I find endlessly amusing, you know? So it it has some really interesting elements. We'll see how it unfolds and as it grows into everything that that's that it's supposed to be uh everyone is already chomping for season two news and a lot of people have already seen like the first three or four episodes of halo and it seems that they are very split down the center i haven't seen all of them the the, the initial three yet but um i just haven't had time to be honest with you we'll see um uh, well yeah that's all I can say. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else? So I mentioned Nebraska, and that was a very interesting experience. We did a little trek down to Nebraska for the fourth year for Grand Comic Fest, and this one was actually held at the Pinnacle Bank Expo Center. It was fun. It was nice to see some different retailers some different comic book people uh some different collectors you know retailers are always fun because you you have the thought as a collector that you're gonna go and you're gonna find some some great find something in the wild that nobody knows about and you're just just fingers crossed i think that's the inner inner collector in all of us that we're hoping to come across that one unique find and it gets Harder and harder every year, especially in in this town, in Colorado. There are so many collectors and so many avid enthusiasts around comic books and toys that finding stuff in, in the wild here has gotten pretty difficult. There are a lot of avid collectors. I, I don't want to throw in the poachers in there when you're looking for new stuff, but there are a few plastic poachers as well. And that's fine. But when you go to these smaller towns and you... you come across some some fines and it's a decent price you feel like you you should get you know an achievement point for accomplishment it's great there were some cool items i picked up that that i know were were not available in colorado one of which is uh, one of the new dinobots uh slag well sorry slug uh slag is a uh a negative word in um britain don't ask so picked him up and absolutely happy now that i have two i'm gonna have to sell one because i can't do the i can't do the days of uh shred one and keep one new in the box those days are long gone it just eats up space way too quickly so i'm happy with my dinobots staying in the package for now but with the extra one means i got one to sell and uh i'll let you know where where i'll be so if you want to try and pick it up off of me i'll tell you where i'm at 
But as far as the 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 con in Nebraska, it was it was your your average typical con. The the standout for me on this con was something really unexpected. Totally nothing I have seen at a Comic Con in in my life at this point. And that's really actually saying something. I mean, I I, I don't consider myself you know, old and over the hill, but I have got a lot of years on me going to different cons across the country. It's not just Colorado. It's, you know, worldwide at this point. I, there, there's very, there's fewer cons that I haven't been to than I have. Let's just put it that way. So when I see something totally outside of the box, I really want to stop and take notice of it. The, the, the event that uh, I'm referencing is the the sword school real steel uh armored combat in omaha nebraska it's a group and this this cosplay team i I mean i can't even put them in the cosplay because it it breaks every cosplay rule that i i i'm aware of so at the far end of the complex is a a a pin like you would see for you know wrangling beasts monsters stuff like that and then chicken wire around said pen. Inside the pen are people in full plate armor beating the absolute crap out of each other. I mean full on weapons, shields, maces, pike axes, pikes, a frying pan. I mean it was outright mayhem and i loved every minute of it and these guys were not pulling their punches there is one point on saturday where it was like a a 10-man battle royale the objective is very simple they are in full plate helmets they don't have chest plates but their arms and legs are fully covered they've got tunics and i'm sure that's for any like grazes or however you know pointy stabby stuff may come at them but the there are rules. I, I hope there are rules. I don't know. But if you basically can get one upended and, and fall down, that's a win. That, that's it. that is a clinical win. So, Or if the person just basically bows out. So in this 10-man pileup of just carnage, you've got this guy swinging a, a sword, which is obviously it's, it's blunt. There's no edge to it. There's no pointy. But... They're full on just hitting each other. And the dude's got the frying pan and they're not pulling their punches. He's smacking this other guy in the side of the head repetitively. I mean, he dented a frying pan on this dude's head. I don't know about you, but I can only take so many punches to the nugget before I get pissed and I'm going to hurt somebody. But these guys just absolutely throw themselves into it and (laughs) it has to be one of the most unique situations i have ever seen at a con i mean just to even try and explain this to the con organizers can you just imagine this conversation you're gonna sit down with them and say well what we want to do is you know full-on combat with you know weapons and armor and, and we're just gonna bludgeon each other to death in in the middle of your con i mean (laughs) this has to be 
one of the most unique moments of my con life. I will never forget it. And like I said, there was like some guys that were getting like blindsided and sucker punched. There's this dude that had a shield that was going head to head with this other guy, had a mean left hook. He's he's wielding a mace, which I think looked like a meat tenderizer. And and he he's beating this one guy, but he's got this mean left hook with the shield and just right in the dome. I'm just wow. Check him out online. They had video of their escapades is the best word that I can think to use. Uh, if you if you doubt my word, but you can go and check these guys out because it is full on just carnage, absolute carnage. And it is spectacular. The dude with the frying pan ended up winning, by the way, and broke the frying pan on on somebody's nugget. There, there you go. Other than that, the con was just a normal con. So <laughs> go. Go figure that one out. <laughs> anyway, what else is going on? The I have Disney Plus. I wanted to talk about this last week, but I didn't get to it. Disney Plus announces Sketchbook, in an instructional documentary series about drawing uh disney plus new six-part original series sketchbook will give an insider's look into the animation process as studio artists teach viewers how to draw disney characters uh everybody basically olaf genie captain hook uh maribel simba <laughs> the series is produced by super club netflix chief table ava du veres of uh 13th a partnership is with Walt Disney Animation Studios and launches April 27th. This looks kind of cool, and it reminds me of, like, the old-school Disney cartoons. Because back in the day when Walt was still around, he would he would kind of walk people through the animation process. Not only would we get to see behind the scenes of what, you know, Disney Studios w- looked like or, you know, the setup, but how... They created the cartoons, how they walked you through the process of doing the sketches and the pages. And it it was great to watch back then. So to see it kind of brought forward in this new, you know, world that we have of animation for, for computers to, to tablets to paper. I'm very excited and very interested to to see how this is produced and what they have going on. Uh, One of the quotes reads, this series is an unprecedented look at what it takes to bring those beloved characters to life. And this is a quote from Jason Sturman, the director and the executive producer. Uh, He continues on to say, we are honored to feature this incredible group of artists who trust us not only with presenting their skill set, but sharing their personal and often emotional stories with the world. We're looking forward to audiences becoming inspired to hopefully pick up a pencil and put it to paper themselves. So I'm, I agree that hopefully this inspires, because I know back in the day, back in my day, this did inspire a lot of my fellow artist friends when they would do the Walt Disney. It was a, a, like Sunday night fireside chat with Walt, and it was awesome. And just to see him talk about it, and he was so passionate about the animation process. To see it brought forward is spectacular. Like I said, look for this to land April 27th. Um, not that far off. Also in Disney News, 
Moon Knight tomorrow. Um, I know. God, I really I don't have a I don't have a solid I don't have a solid feeling about this. I want to like it. I do. I want to to see Marvel succeed, but as we have mentioned many times before, Moon Knight is just one of those weird offbeat characters. And my final words on this whole thing before it starts, before we get to there, is yes, I am going in with an open mind. I I know the reviews that have been coming in have had nothing but praise for it, which is encouraging, and I like to, to see that people are backing the character. The problem is... I don't know if it's just fan service or people just being a little bit of over-embellishment. So when it comes to Moonlight, I'm at least going in with an open mind. I'm really, really, really wanting this to succeed. And it's going to be a very big tell-all. It's going to be very... Revealing as far as how things are going to go because he is more of the 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 violent side of Marvel. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all need, you know, those characters. But I think it's also going to set the precedent for Daredevil and Punisher and all of the Netflix series that Disney just recently absorbed. So how that breaks down, how that influences their future on on the streaming service i think really is going to come down to this this right here this is this is it guys <laughs> do we do we get a, a watered down moon night or do we get full-on psychopathic freaking pugilistic justice yeah i just made that up <laughs> but uh fingers are crossed huge ambitions and uh yeah please 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 just just don't mess this up um also in marvel news the guardians of the galaxy holiday special will um some stuff is coming out of that actually james gunn has not only posted a picture a very festive one of that at that with him and the Guardians, but he's also alluded that the holiday special is going to introduce multiple characters to the MCU. So any guess on who or what we're going to to get is is really any any I I'm, I want to say we'll get Warlock. My fingers are crossed. That is really what I want to see. I would love to see Warlock come in uh, before the film. So I, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Gunn uh, was discussing the, the Disney Plus holiday special special on Twitter uh, when a fan asked him directly uh, what might be introduced. And he replied, more than one great new MCU character will be introduced, implying that new additions will not only... Uh, be important to the TV special, but will return in future MCU projects. So this sets the precedent. This is getting us geared up for the final installment of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I just... uh, It pains me to see it go away. I don't want Guardians to end. It just isn't fair. I think Guardians is... I know we got in. (laughs) So... 
we were talking on the road because that's what you do when you're driving across country what's the best marvel film and of course you know i i'm still leaning around captain captain america winter soldier guardians of the galaxy and the the question that got thrown out there was the the current spider-man film and i'm like well i don't know if it's the greatest it's really well done but you know guardians was there first so yeah i caught a lot of grief over over that lots lots of grief and that's fine i'll take the grief i'm all about it because i stand by it just like gun does in his his uh interview and further going on as he refers to this as the greatest thing he has ever done although he did add a qualifier uh, and this was a direct quote from mr gun but i am prone to hyperbole and usually think the current thing i'm working on is the best thing i've ever done that said i really do love it and i think people are going to be very happy with the Christmas uh, special that they're creating. So I I can't wait. We don't have a date yet. They are saying sometime in December is when this is going to show up. Uh, and it'll run about 40 minutes. So um, that upsets me because I want more than, you know, a 90-minute special come on not even 90 minutes 40 minutes not even an hour come on guys please give me something but we won't have them long the way we're almost at like the year marker until guardians of the galaxy volume three hits uh, it is slated uh barring any other delays setbacks and rona predicaments may 23 may 23rd excuse me 2023 <laughs> uh yeah i never finished my coffee today but that's okay the but if you have any ideas on who might show up for the guardians holiday special i'd be more than interested to hear your ideas thoughts and reactions if you go to james gunn i think it was his twitter account or it might have been his twitter or instagram that he had posted the picture with everyone in hats and some very festive christmas lights uh, i just I, I don't want the guardians to go away i know that we're probably going to see the end of rocket's story arc so rocket may be done at the end of this and if rocket goes we know groot goes i can't imagine star lord sticking around but who's to say gamora technically is already dead but she isn't and there has been leaked photos of Karen Gillian uh, in Nebula makeup looking like something kicked the hell out of her. I, it was very, very interesting uh, on those photos that James Gunn also released on Instagram. So check it out. Go go look. And if you're a Guardians of the Galaxy enthusiast, say Shazai. Spread the word. More Guardians. More guardians for all. <laughs> uh, what else? In local news, this weekend will be the weekend for uh, a lot of cons. Speaking of cons, stuff going on around town. We will be making an appearance, Red and I, at the Wicked West Comic Expo. That is at the Ranch Events Complex in Loveland, Colorado. We will also be there teaming up with our, our friends, our, our, our companions, 
of the Colorado Festival of Horror. So Brett, Leader One, myself, Red, and Jeannie will be there to uh, enlighten you guys, sell you some stuff, talk about the amazing guests that we'll have for Kofo. In addition, the Transformer that I mentioned will be there. It'd be up for sale. Uh, if you're a Dinobot fan, definitely want to be there. Go to Wicked West Expo, or excuse me, Wicked West Comic Expo. I just kind of keep throwing the comic out and just keeping the expo in. Uh, <laughs> they are on Facebook. Check it out. It looks like it's going to be fun. There's a lot. Oh, my God. He's got tons of guests and artists and presenters. Presenters. It looks like it's going to be a very fully immersive con, and it's in Loveland. We haven't had anything out that far for quite a while, it seems, since the blip happened. So they uh, are coming back in force. Todd has done a great job assembling some very talented artists and guests for basically every, everybody, all ages. It looks like it's going to be fun. So go to Facebook, check out... Wicked West Comic Expo. There is a link for it in uh, our calendar on 5280 Geek. So if you need a quick link, that's the best place to go for it. And come and hang out. Say hi to Red. Red will have her book, Little Boo, and she's feverishly working on the sequel to it, in addition to a couple of other projects she's got going. She's also on Secret Project Detail. I know, so many secrets. Secrets don't make friends, Smurf. I know, but it does make people... Very attentive to what you say. Sometimes. Not really. Um, what else in news? We've got... Uh, in video game news, PlayStation posted some very interesting pricing for their new PlayStation Premium... Or PlayStation Plus Premium. I, I guess Premium Plus was probably taken by somebody else. The benefits of Plus Premium, it provides all the benefits from uh, the Essential and Extra tiers uh, and adds up to an additional 340 games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. The prices, I'm not sure if I'm really on board, but uh, I don't know. I mean, the offers cloud streaming access to original PS uh, PlayStation, PS2, uh, PSP and PS4 games, uh, which uh, there are probably actually a couple PSP games that I never bought that I would probably actually like to kind of kick around. I mean, at this point, I know they're they're hard to find, and I do still have my PSP, which is a, s a spectacular gadget, but. I haven't played it in ages. The they are also you're also able to stream uh, PS4 and PS5 uh, console games as well. The price for the United States, if you're going to go monthly, is 17.99. Quarterly, so uh, every four months, 49.99. But if you do just the yearly one, one and done for the entire year, it's 119.99. The prices, comparatively, I guess, are still kind of in line with what Xbox is doing with Game Pass and Game Plus Pass and Plus Plus Game whatever. I'm I'm getting a little annoyed with the streaming side because all I want to do is just be able to play online with my friends. I know right now Xbox is running a special on that for a dollar, but uh, getting the Game uh, Plus access is trickier and the days, the days of buying the games and just calling it your own are done i i feel i feel a little old i'm not gonna lie it just just hurts 
just a little bit. Uh, what else? There will be a video that I'll be posting later. Uh, an Akira fan builds a working replica of uh, Kaneda's iconic motorcycle. And it looks badass. This is awesome. Um, yeah, I, this is, I want one. I don't care what it takes. And hopefully manufacturers around the globe will see this and see there's a market for it and make them. Just go ahead. Just get it over with. Make it. Make it now. Uh, <laughs> but I will post the video up for later this week for moment in, uh, this moment in geek. Uh, it is so cool to watch. And it looks really good. The only thing I'm missing is the paint job. There's still a primer kind of gray, but uh, the red is still very eye-catching. So just, just, just as a heads up. Uh, what else? That's kind of the news and everything going on around town. Coming, like I said, come say hi to us at the uh, Wicked West Comic Expo. Sorry you guys couldn't make it out to Nebraska, but, you know, there's always next year. The other thing that has caught my eye, this is kind of, uh, I've been waiting to talk about it. And I think now it's probably safe since it's only eight episodes. It's my take on The Boys Diabolical, which is the animated special that or series that's running on Amazon. And it is absolutely glorious. I <laughs> I mean, all right, maybe I'm a little prejudiced. Maybe I'm a bit, I don't know, little favoritism, if you will, towards The Boys. It is a... Uh, favorite series of mine by Garth Ennis from the comic book and to see it in an animated form definitely tugs on the heartstrings a little bit especially when one of my friends uh, Dave Alvarez actually did the character design for the first episode Laser Baby's Day Out he was called in to do some initial designs and everything for the characters to my to make it look very Chuck Jones in in style and feel, which he absolutely nailed. He has on his personal page the initial sketches and all of that to see him kind of put that all together and everything is cool and him sitting on on it for a while is is very commendable and and Dave's art is spectacular. He is definitely a unique flair and it's amazing to see your friends succeed at this level. So Dave, way to go. Now, with the rest of the the series, let me explain what this is cuz a lot of people I don't think got it initially or 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 getting it. It's it's kind of like Love Death and Robots. Which uh, with a bunch of different shorts. There's only eight episodes, which in my mind still is kind of mm, off-putting. I want more. Of course, I'm a greedy nerd. But the shorts are are cool. There's a lot of interesting stuff. And make no mistake, it is more gruesome than the actual live action show of course because they can get away with animating and showing and being as as brutal as possible because it's it's animated yeah you beat up a cartoon nobody likes the tunes equal rights for tunes yeah anyway um so as you're watching these different shorts all of them are different takes, different views. The one there we have all sorts of different people that did production for this. One is Aquafina who did uh episode 5 with a girl that takes uh, compound V and her shit comes to life. She can control poo. 
And if you know anything about Aquafina, this actually seems to be right in her wheelhouse. <laughs> but that she sat down, wrote it, and voiced the character is kind of fun. I don't. I, I was really kind of just like I didn't know how to feel because your power is controlling. You have the power of poo. <laughs> the power of poo compels you, <laughs> and it just was really. Oh, okay. Well, um, sure. The first episode, like I said, that's by Dave, is um, no words, completely in the style of Tom and Jerry, and it, it's fun. It's, you know, gruesome in all the right spots, and it, it doesn't pull its punches. The rest of the episodes are different takes. You see some of the characters that you, you know, come to, to get used to i think it's the i'm your punisher with this one was written by um actually garth enos wrote that one which was kind of fun because it does take a a fun view of where the boys are actually kind of more of a comic book feel to it and I, I absolutely thought that was one of the best ones especially when you get the the voice actors that they did because, of course, we get Simon Pegg back, who I think would make a amazing Hugh. Not that the guy that they don't have playing Huey right now isn't a good choice, but I always honestly thought that Simon Pegg would have been a better choice, even though they made him his dad, which was very nice. But he does get to voice Huey in this one, and it is, it is really, really messed up. So the... And it's great. I really did love this a lot more than I thought I probably the, than I probably should. <laughs> but to compare it to Love, Death, and Robots, um, it's it's okay. Um, I think I like the creative side, and anything goes with Love, Death, and Robots. And even though the boy is is trying to expand its universe, and it's you know take on absolute power corrupts absolutely there there's um some fun fun parts even one that um aisha aisha taylor wrote which was episode six and that one was actually really fun as well kind of like the if they have families then and how the soups get together and the the staging that Vought goes into it and I think it's probably Aisha Taylor's I mean she does have um her her foot in the nerd pool pretty hard not as as heavily as some other celebrities but to see her write this is just awesome I was blown away with her take on the characters and how she just laid it all out there and even the the daughter in the series was was in the episode was cool i totally felt totally felt for um the final one with the boys um was is is they bring all of the voice actors back which is great so everyone is in they're doing their characters as we get homelander uh, of course black noir is in it but he doesn't talk because he's mute uh, <laughs> But it, it's fun, and it's kind of like the early before the forming of the Seven, and they only have Black Noir, and Homelander is very new and very fresh to what he's doing. And you almost can feel like this 
this stark contrast between his character that we are very familiar with now to how he was and how he's evolved. There's an obvious reach and step. And it's actually... It's kind of interesting, and it opens up Homelander to the audience and to the fans a lot more than we'll probably ever see in the show. And we've already seen the flaws and the crack in Homelander's character. But to kind of explore it a little bit deeper, especially as he just joins the team and, and is not as headstrong, as sure as he is and has been for the last couple of seasons, it's kind of cool and a little 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 refreshing. It's It's fun. And I can't... I can't recommend this for kids, for sure. And um, I know a lot of people are kind of either over the boys, just don't get it. But it's at least worth the watch. It's at least worth the time. And I know eh, not everyone is into cartoons. They're growing. They're getting bigger. But to actually see the boys in an animated format and expanding the universe it's 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 great i loved it and if you don't want to scar your children make sure they're out of the room there's my psa (laughs) and that kind of looks like a wrap light week this week and we did talk a lot uh the last couple of weeks with everything and our in-studio guests who were amazing and we were happy to have everybody come by we continue to to do what we can to entertain you if you have questions thoughts comments put them in the space below like us please share us let the world know all about us because you know sharing is caring or something like that yeah anyway that covers everything i've got and my take on the nerd sphere at large and we will see you next week. Lord knows with what, Lord knows how, and whatever catches my eye. We'll definitely be talking about it. And actually, an old friend might be stepping in for a catch-up on a podcast. So we'll wait to see if that hopefully works out. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night. <laughs>